passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. It's the UEFA Champions League on Paramount+. Plus. Europe's top club soccer tournament. Champions versus champions. The best teams facing off in the knockout rounds. Magnificent! And it all takes place. While you're filling out financial reports at work. In the middle of your day. In the middle of your week. So use that second screen. Call in sick. Do whatever you gotta do to tune in Tuesdays and Wednesdays. Nobody watches the UEFA Champions League like us. Stream every match live exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop Podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with Jason Shear, and we are currently recording this on Wednesday. A Wednesday. 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 One day after Shelby's wonderful July 4th event in Marana. Let's give her a round of applause. Wow. Oh, we hear it Thank from you, the reels doing it from the other room. And Thank yeah. you, babe. Right. It was an awesome Now let's night. get to the important stuff, shall we? There is something slightly more important than talking about my awesome event. Five star. Not one, not two, not three, not four. Five star. South Point Catholic defensive lineman Elijah Rushing has committed to Arizona, shall we? Woo! That's a big deal. It's a big deal. It's a huge deal. He's a, he's a local kid. So that's a step up from, yes. you know, like the two previous coaches of this team. And uh, how did it all play out? Glad you asked, Shelby. Me too. So uh, Elijah Rushing committed to Arizona publicly on July 6th. Today, July 6th. <laughs> you know Quote, unquote, July 6th. <laughs> um, privately, he's been committed for a few days now from what sources indicate to me. Uh, Arizona has felt really good about this, actually, for a while now, um, to the point where talking to people in the last 24 hours or so, um, internally, at least, the feeling around Arizona has been that he was going to wind up at Arizona. I don't want to call the Oregon interest fake, because I think people around him thought at the end of the day, Oregon would be difficult to turn down. But... From what I understand, this hasn't been an Oregon is the school to beat situation. And if Arizona wins, it's an upset. Arizona has been in pretty solid position. I don't believe the other schools really had much of a chance. Notre Dame, Tennessee, I don't think they were really in it. I know Tennessee, after the visit, felt um, somewhat good because he, he basically rushing announced that he was going to make his commitment um, when he got home from the Tennessee visit. So people are like, oh, well. Usually when that happens, it means that the visit went well and everybody knows where the kid is going. I don't think Tennessee or Notre Dame were really very much in the picture. I, I think that this has been Arizona and Oregon for a while. Um, 
you know, credit credit the Arizona coaching staff, really, at, at the end of the day. You know, I've, I've talked about this before, and I don't want to, you know, Kevin Sumlin's in the past and all that, but when, when you pay attention to recruiting, the one thing that is super noticeable immediately is the level of effort a coaching staff will put into recruiting. The last coaching staff did not care if a player was from Tucson. We've all heard the stories about how you know, Arizona basically didn't recruit B. John Robinson. Now, the the anti the argument from some people would be like, well, B. John Robinson wasn't going to Arizona anyway. And that may have been true. But had Jed Fish been on the Arizona coaching staff, he would have had to say no to Arizona. You know what I mean? Like, it, it was a situation where when Arizona was, quote-unquote, recruiting B. John at South Point, it wasn't putting in any effort. Like, Arizona wasn't in the picture at all. Arizona would have been in the picture for B. John Robinson. Um, this wasn't just a Jed Fish deal. This was an entire coaching staff showing up at South Point. This was every open recruiting period. Arizona, the first school they went to, was South Point Catholic. This was when there was an open practice. Elijah Rushing had an invitation whenever he wanted to come. We saw Elijah Rushing at multiple, multiple practices. Um, you know, big man competition, rushing is on campus, getting star treatment, all that. Um, seven on seven, rushing watches South Point, there's a coach by him, right? It, it's, it's you are a priority. Um, you know, we're going to roll out the red carpet for you. And that effort is something that didn't go unnoticed. Um, you know, what you're, what you're likely seeing by now, I'm assuming, because it started on uh, Wednesday afternoon, is that you're going to see a lot of the NIL stuff mentioned. Uh, I want to be very clear here. Oregon, I, I tweeted earlier, never let the loser control the narrative. And in this case, the loser is Oregon. And the way they're trying to control the narrative is that Arizona outpaid Oregon because Oregon didn't want to pay as much as Elijah Rushing wanted. Bullshit. I'm Bullshit. I am here to tell you, I know the numbers. I am very confident in the numbers. And all I'll say is that Oregon offered double, at the least, double what Arizona offered. This wasn't just an NIL deal. Now, Arizona offered a very nice NIL deal. Don't get me wrong. It is um, not common in Arizona. Um, you know, but, you know, when, when Arizona is going against the Oregons and the USC's of the world and, and schools like that, Arizona's not outbidding these schools. So the idea that Oregon is floating around that Arizona magically paid more or offered more than Oregon is complete BS. What happened was is Arizona coaching staff that Jed Fish has put together recruits well, is a local school, and had the right pitch. Um, South Point Catholic is a five-minute drive to the U of A. Elijah Rushing, I'm figuring he signs and all that, is a local legend already. Look at Kadeem Carey and how he's thought about locally. CDO staying local had a great career at Arizona, but he 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 can he's a legend in these parts. He does right? not pay for his dinners here, right? Like a lot that that was part of the pitch, and there's also other parts of the pitch as well. But Arizona did a nice job, and the idea that this came down to NIL is just completely inaccurate. And again, do not if you're an Arizona fan, do not let the losers control the narrative. Okay, money wasn't the deciding factor. He wants to play for Arizona over another school. That's the end. That's it. 
Um, Jason, how many Nike people uh, work for Arizona or fund Arizona? Like, like Phil Knight? Yeah. What school does he represent? Yeah, I mean, Oregon. Yeah, look. The idea that Arizona has more money than Oregon is insane. So all of this is just bitter grapes because obviously Arizona doesn't get five-star players and steal them from Oregon often, and they are feeling the sting of that, and that's good because I have a feeling it's going to start happening more as we go along. And I think it's great that Oregon thinks that Arizona has more money than them, but it's not true. No. Not at all. not. Anyway, um, what type of player is rushing? He's a football player, Shelby. Really? A football? Um, Elijah rushing, I, I think the, the first thing that really sticks out is that he's not a, a finished product. I think people need to realize that um, he's, he's not a guy where you look at him and he's, he's reached his ceiling. Now, there's some local debate about like how good he is and all that. At the end of the day, he's a five-star player, right? Um, he's still better than a lot of local players that have come in here. And I think the old Keona Wilhite, um, you know, hype is great and all that. And I agree with it. I think Wilhite's awesome. Um, so just give me both, right? And so we'll figure it out in college. And that's what Arizona has done. Um, when you look at Elijah rushing, he has a great frame and his arms are huge. So he's he's a big dude. Uh, you know, he, he is a, a very legit six foot five, six foot six, 250 pounds. Um, so when you look at a guy like that, the first thing that sticks out is that the physical frame is he's got the ability to put on some weight if necessary, uh, but he moves really well uh, for a guy that, that his size. Uh, he's got an array of moves. He's got good flexibility, uses his hands really well. I think the one thing that's probably lacking with him is he probably needs to get a little bit stronger. Um, you know, it'll be interesting to see if he eventually grows into an inside guy or if he stays on the outside. Um, I believe that in college he'll be on the outside, but you can move him around in a four-man, odd-man uh, whatever you know you want to do, you can you can move him around, and he's got the effort and the motor um, to kind of be successful wherever you move him. Uh, and and again, like you know, the thing that really stuck out, like when I I watched the the big man competitions and all that, um, you know, he's a big dude. His pad level's good. He isn't just bull rush. He he has uh, an, an advanced technique. Like he knows how to use his hands and all that. He's very quick off the ball, things like that. Um, again, needs to get a little stronger, but, um, you know, it, it's Arizona doesn't land players like rushing very often, as you can tell by his ranking. And a lot of that, I, I always say it with basketball, too. You want there to be some potential for growth. You don't want a guy that is good now, but he's maxed out. So how much better can he get in college? You want a guy that says, look, he's he's good now. But if I add 15 pounds and make him stronger and all that. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is brought to you by Pepsi Wild Cherry. Pepsi Wild Cherry is bursting with delicious cherry flavor and a sweet, crisp taste that gives you more to go wild for. 
Getting wild may look different these days, but whether it's opting for a solo Friday binge watch or a big night out, everyone can indulge in their wild side with Pepsi Wild Cherry, also available in Zero Sugar. So grab a Pepsi Wild Cherry and get wild. Uh, man, he, he's an NFL player, and I, and I think that's what rushing is. Awesome. Um, well, do you expect him to be on the immediate an immediate contributor and one of the best players right away? Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I expect him to be an immediate contributor. I don't think I, I think in football it is very difficult to come in as a freshman lineman, offensive or defensive, and be dominant. It, it just it doesn't happen a lot. Um, you know, he's going to be a contributor right away. I think he's going to grow. Obviously, he's going to start. Um, you know, maybe not as a freshman, but he'll have a role. Uh, he'll start in his career at Arizona, I, I assume. It's a pretty, pretty easy assumption. But um, I think the thing with him that people have to realize is, again, especially on the line, it is super rare uh, for a player as a freshman to just come in and, and just kick the crap out of everyone on the defensive line. Because you got to keep in mind, a lot of these dudes um, in, in college, you know, that ha- they've been in, in strength and conditioning programs right and and so you look at them and you're like oh like you know they're they're a little different like i look at you know walter nolan on texas a&m who was the number two player um in the country and he came in and as a freshman he had 17 tackles in a sack now keep in mind this dude was 6'4 325 and literally the number two player in the entire nation um you know michael williams on georgia you know, same thing, like, he's, you know, you look at him and you go, oh, crap, this is what they're supposed to look like, and I know it's Georgia. He had four and a half sacks and 15 tackles, right? If you get four and a half sacks from um, Elijah Rushing, that's that's a pretty good deal, right? Shamar Stewart, uh, also on, on Texas A&M, um, you know, at number 11, so he was pretty much even with Elijah Rushing, 11 tackles, one and a half sacks. And I realize that these guys are on better teams. I, I, I think, you know, you get a couple sacks, three sacks would be great, you know, in a, in a double digit tackles and you're probably fine. But, you know, the idea that he's going to come in right away and be just a complete force and dominate college football uh, is probably inaccurate. So that's not me saying he's not good. That's the furthest thing from it. I'm just saying I think people with football, especially um, in terms of growth, strength and all that, uh, need to have kind of the right set of, of expectations. So basically the new kid doesn't come in and Save the day. Like, that's why I always say, like, like Jonas Avenea, what he did as a freshman offensive lineman is insane. It's rare. It's so rare. Like, it is very rare. for. It is much easier if you're a freshman corner, wide receiver, running back, linebacker even, you know, to, to come in and, and play well. When you get to the lines in, like, a freshman quarterback, those are different. Like, things are different physically. you got to learn the system. you got to get your body ready. And you're just so different. Like, like Jonas Avenaya, for instance, is a physical freak, right? And and if you're a freshman coming in, like I just mentioned, one of these guys was 6'4", 350, right? <laughs> it's like like Elijah Rushing is still a 250-pounder, right? And Which right. is fine. It's it's good. But um, the idea that he's going to come in right away and dominate is just, it's just not realistic. Didn't Gronk come in, like, fully grown? Like, because he's yeah. been, like, working out his whole life. Yeah, because his mean, dad owns, like, 100 It gyms. takes a, a certain, like, discipline, even in your early teens, to get your body to that point. So he's just going to need a, a little zhuzhing from the strength and conditioning team. And Zhuzh it up. He's going to be great. 
Um, okay, so what does this get mean for Jed Fish specifically? Yeah, uh, I, I can't, like, it, it, it's hard to put in words. Well, you did write that question, <laughs> right? so it's I hard. read it for you. Uh, it's hard, hard to put in words just how impressive Jed Fish has done uh, since he's arrived at Arizona, right? It, it's, like, we're talking, like, so someone wrote this on the board because I, I didn't write it down. Arizona will have successes classes, successive classes with the highest rated recruit in Arizona history. T-Mac last year, rushing this year. The highest rated transfer in Arizona history, which was Flo. Rushing is the first five-star football recruit in Arizona history. Think about that. What? All right. It is... For Jetfish, it basically means, it, and that's something that I think... We, we have to take a look at is, you know, th there's always been a question of can you win at Arizona? And I'm not pretending like Arizona can compete with Georgia and Alabama and all that. It can't. But the level of success for Arizona is probably seven or eight wins. And then once in a while you compete for the conference. Similar to when the Rich Rod years were going well. That was good stuff. You know, you, you compete to win the conference. You make the Pac-12 championship game. You don't get your ass kicked by Oregon ideally. But, you know. You make a run at it. When you look at Jed Fish and his ability to recruit, he is very active with NIL. And because he, in his opinion, NIL, if it reaches a certain level, he can win at Arizona. And you have to be, and, and I'm talking on like a grand national scale. What we're finding out is Jed Fish, NIL, non-NIL, whatever, can, can recruit at Arizona. He can land, he is probably the first coach that can land these type of players at Arizona. So what he's showing is, hey, you know, I remember like Rich Rod's dumbass thing. Why not Arizona? Yeah. That's kind of like what Jedfish is showing, like in terms of recruiting, being able to land guys like T-Mac and rushing and all that. Well, why not Arizona? Like I can make this a desirable place for recruits. Jedfish is showing that he gets it. Now, I realize there's a whole part about winning games and coaching on the field, but he's showing that he gets it that you can't just win with two-star and three-star players because they fit your system. You have to want to compete. And Rich Rod and some, they didn't want to compete against bigger schools for recruits. They basically said, oh, if certain schools are involved, we're not doing it. Arizona's not like that. Now, they're not getting involved in every recruitment because some kids are just going to go the highest bidder and all that. But Arizona doesn't care about going against Oregon. Uh, I asked someone closer to the program, close to the program last year, when, you know, a kid was announcing on signing day, whatever, and they basically said, this is what good kids do. Do you want to, you, you just want bad players? If not, these good players, they're going to take other visits and you still got to recruit them, right? And I know of a couple recruits in the last few weeks that are decent, solid, and Arizona straight up turned them down because they don't think they're good enough or, or good enough fits. And Jed Fish is showing that he knows what it takes to win at Arizona with his coaching staff. Every guy in this coaching staff recruits. Every single one. You have to have that at Arizona. Um, and Jed Fish is showing the nation, and, and, and he's gotten a lot of attention. For the next 48 hours, Arizona football is going to get a ton of positive attention. And I'm sure the coaches are going to make sure that high school coaches and all that know about that positive attention. But what it means for Jed specifically is he's showing that he has to be considered to be one of the best head coach recruiters in the nation compared to, you know, when you look at what he's done at Arizona.
remember, this is Arizona. You gotta, you gotta give Fish his props. Considering what he inherited when someone left, like we all remember his first year, and it sucks that that goes against his record because it's really not fair. It's pretty incredible. Like nobody thought when he was hired, like two years later, he would be getting a five-star recruit like this. It's pretty amazing. And one thing I will point out too that I've noticed about Jed is that like he's all in on being Mr. Tucson. He's like almost stepped into that role that Lou Dolson's used to do. And I would kind of argue he's a little bit better at it because he's not like just, you know, going to the corporate events and, you know, doing the basketball camps. Like, you know, Jed does tons of those football camps and everything too. But he's just really good at being um, savvy about what these kids like and what they want and like doing the courting process and like getting them in, in gear and doing the photo shoots. And, you know, we've driven by Uve at night and, and have seen like up on that upper deck uh, facing east of the football stadium. Like, I think they do parties up there and they do kind of like recruiting events. It just looks like, like kind of like a celebrity feeling. Like, it's really, really smart. And I, I think it's genuine. I don't think it's an, an affected thing, but I just think he's really savvy at, at kind of knowing what these, these recruits want and how to make them feel. And the feeling is more important than money. And that clearly is reflected in this recruitment in particular. This, this kid has a very tight family and they want him to succeed. And maybe they bought into that local kid narrative thing. So I think it's awesome. You're just going to let me talk. You're just staring at me. Yeah, you're cooking, dog. All right, Do I'm it. cooking. I'm cooking. All right, last question. Um, I guess this is a little bit hard to put into scale, but how big of a commitment is this in the big picture. Yeah, grand scheme of things, overall, a football program is bigger than one kid. It is rare that you get a program-defining, game-changing recruit, right? Um, in terms of production, I don't know if Elijah Rushing is going to be good or just absolutely remarkable. What I do know is that it is literally the best commitment in school history. Think about that for a minute. And I know there's been some dark times, but there were some good times with Dick Tomey too. Yeah. Uh, the best recruit in school history. Okay. Jed Fish, like I mentioned, now has the two highest recruits in school history. And it, it's it's a decent list. Right? It's, you know, when I read you the, the all-time commits, T-Mac was one, right? And to put it into perspective, we have Elijah Rushing as the eighth best player in the country. Okay. T-Mac was 37th. Whoa. Okay. And look, I whatever. But Devin Ross, solid career. Mike Bell, solid career. Nick Costa, no comment. Rob <laughs> Gronkowski, solid career. Solid? You did okay for himself. Spectacular. Rob Golden. Right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it, oh, it's... Oh, I love Robert Golden. Right. And, and and there's also some busts, you know? Keenan Walker, Cam Belt, you know, Gabe Long. And, and then there's some guys where, you know, once you start to get in that 10 range, it's whatever. But, um, look, it it's... Again, I said it before. Turn don't let the losers control the narrative. This is a big 
recruit for Arizona. Yes, I realize signing on the dotted line and all that. I'm not, you know, recruiting is wild. At the end of the day, more kids sign than decommit, right? Decommitting is, is more rare than it seems in the world of recruiting where message boards fall apart over this. Um, it is a very big commitment. Arizona fans should celebrate it. Enjoy recruiting. This is a big one for Wildcat Authority. I mean, I mean, wait, I mean Arizona football. Arizona Sorry. football, Arizona football. So, Awesome. Well, we are excited. Hopefully you are excited to have this five-star recruit um, committing to Arizona. And we'll see what he turns into. It's going to be kind of interesting. It's hard to be, or I'd imagine it's hard to be this high-star kid coming in. And then, like, how does the team respond to him? The expectations, the pressure. That's always difficult. That's why not every single high-ranking person, you know, rises to the top. You know, sometimes it's – Arizona's always done fairly well with, like, you know, obviously Scooby Wright was one, kind of that diamond of the rough character. But it is exciting to have one of the best in the country in the top ten. And props to the rushing family for handling this the right way and keeping things a secret. They were very tight-knit. Um, that's why I think part of it, again, is why people thought... I think a lot of it was people assumed that Arizona couldn't beat Oregon in a recruiting battle. <laughs> but little did they know, Shelby. So. Also, the best part about this is the Oregon message board. Like, I just look forward to reading that. Yeah. yeah. Just falling apart. Ooh. Ooh. Turns me on. Shots fired. All right. Anyway, enjoy Bear that thought. Bear down. Shelby, you've earned this. Take it. I have a little side rant. Uh, Arizona Student Union tweeted the Arizona Sparkling Starbucks Cup today, and I was so excited. I'm exhausted from doing that event yesterday, and I just wanted to get myself the Arizona Cup. And we went to the bookstore, and the Starbucks was closed because of a plumbing issue. And it's not opening up until tomorrow or whatever. The point is I don't have my Arizona Starbucks cup. And I don't understand why they tweeted it. Okay, Shelby, calm down. I'm Shelby, just calm saying. Down. Shelby, calm down. This is Sandra Oreda from Attacking Third, a podcast part of the CBS Sports Golasso Network dedicated to all things women's soccer. With the NWSL expanding to 14 teams, the 2024 season promises to be bigger and better than ever, and Attacking Third will be along for the ride from start to finish. Before that, though, we'll be all over the CONCACAF W Gold Cup, where the U.S. Women's National Team is looking to clinch silverware on home soil. We'll also be keeping tabs on the winter transfer window, the Women's Super League, the UEFA Women's Champions League, and elsewhere. Coming to you multiple times a week with game previews, recaps, analysis, breaking news, exclusive interviews, and more, Attacking Third is your one-stop shop for the best coverage of the women's game. Download, follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and anywhere podcasts are found. Make sure you subscribe to Attacking Third.